Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. We're so glad that you are with us today on Calvary Online. We're so glad that you decided to spend this day with us. I hope that you've enjoyed service so far. It's been absolutely amazing. I hope that some hope has uh, come into your soul, the peace of God, the love of God, the joy of God. I love all of our teams. So shout out to everybody that makes church happen online. It's been absolutely incredible. My name is Alex. My wife's name is Diana. And we are the pastors of Calvary Church, along with an incredible pastoral team, along with uh, an awesome, awesome staff team and leaders and connect group leaders. And a lot of them are on the chats right now. So shout out to all of them. We're glad that you're with us today. If you're new to our community, if you're new to online church with us, let us know. Why don't you let us know there in the chats? There's a lot of pastors and leaders in the chats. Let us know that you're brand new. Maybe you just started watching this week or you just started watching a couple weeks ago. Let us know. We would love to connect with you. I'm excited about today. Last time we were together, we started a brand new series called Mastermind. Mastermind. Come on, somebody type in Mastermind. A healthy mind, healthy life. Month, the month of May is the month of mental health awareness. And so we want to talk about mental health and mental illness. We think it's important to talk about it. And so let's see what the Bible says about it, what Jesus says about it. If some of us are walking through some of these challenges, I think it's healthy that we all have a conversation, especially through our connect groups in our community. We're going to talk about mental health and we want to provide an area where we can all grow. We can all get better. I believe we will get better in Jesus name. And if you need help, I believe that there's some absolute incredible professionals and experts that can help you. In fact, get in touch with us and we'll point you in the best direction possible. Today, I want to read from Romans. I want to read from the book of Romans. If you can go to the book of Romans right there where you're at, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know where you're at. If you're with somebody, smile at somebody while you go to the book of Romans, go to Romans chapter seven. Today, we're going to Romans chapter seven. It's good to be connected online. And I'm glad that you are with us. Romans chapter 7. Come on, tell somebody in the chats that they look good. Give us some emojis wherever you're at. Romans chapter 7, we're going to read from there. Romans chapter 7 is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And in chapter 7, we're going to read a few verses where Paul gives us a look into his life. Romans chapter 7, go down to verse 17. Go down to verse 17. If you're there, can you let us know in the chats that you're there? And we'll begin to read together. Romans chapter 7. It says this. So now, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin. I want you to underline that. Making me captive 
to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. The law of sin. Romans chapter 7. Those are some powerful verses we just read. Out of those few verses, I want to continue this conversation around mental health, mastermind, uh, that we're talking about in the month of May. Today, I want to talk to you from this subject or from this title. It's already settled. It's already settled. Come on, why don't you put that in the chats? It's already settled. It's already settled. We're going to pray. I'm going to talk about this for a little bit, see what the book of Romans has to tell us in chapter 7, and then we'll pray to have an incredible rest of our day. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for this time together, God, as we're all connected online and we're able to chat with one another. God, thank you for this church. Thank you for this family, for this community. Help us today as we talk about mental health to put our mind on you, God, as you come to heal us. Help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving people like us. We give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to be honest with you. I've been in a fight. I've been, I've been in a fight. I've been in a fight. It's uh, been weeks now since we started quarantine. I've been in this fight. It's been an aggravating fight, a hard fight. It's been an annoying fight. It's been a difficult fight. I'm, I'm fighting with pita chips. I'm fighting with pita chips. I'm just going to tell you. I'm fighting with pita chips. Truth is, I'm, I'm trying to slim down. I'm doing the best I can. But every single time I open my pantry, there's this bag of pita chips just like staring at me. Staring at me and speaking to me. And I'm trying to do the best I can. But I'm going to be real, y'all. Many times, I speak back. I speak back. I'm doing good. I'll, I'll go a week with no carbs. I'm doing amazing. And, and I see the pita chips and, and I fail. Sometimes I fail. I mess up. I fail. Have you ever failed? Have you ever failed? Have you ever done something you don't want to do? Have you ever done something you don't want to do? You see, I think that like just like my fight with pita chips, all of us are in a fight with one thing or another. We're in this fight. We're in the struggle with one thing or another. And we, we fail. We fail. We fail sometimes. We, we don't do what we're supposed to. We, we fail. And just like my fight, when we fail, then we end up feeling guilty. You ever felt guilty? Then we feel guilty. We feel guilty in it. And it takes our energy. It drains us. It ruins our day. We don't feel great about it. We, we now are dealing with guilt. Have you ever felt guilty. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I, I feel guilty. And the problem that we have with sins in our thoughts, our passions, our desires, and our wants is that our constant struggles lead us to continual guilt. Our constant struggles with things in our mind, in our life, it'll lead us to a place of constant guilt. Then we always feel guilty because I keep messing up. You ever been there? Like, I just keep messing up. I don't know why I keep doing what I'm not supposed to do. Now, this overwhelming sense of guilt 
It produces this thing in us called condemnation. Somebody say condemnation. Write that in the chats. Condemnation, right? Condemnation. Condemnation is this sense, this feeling, this overwhelming thought in our life that comes to make us say, hey, I'm, I'm no longer worthy. I feel terrible. I'm down on myself. I don't deserve anything good in life. I, I'm never going to get better. Condemnation. I got condemnation in my mind. And so we punish ourselves over and over and over again over the same thing. Have you been there? You just, just I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I can't believe I did this again. I can't believe I messed up again. I can't believe I called her again. I can't believe I went there again. I can't believe I saw that again. Condemnation now comes and says, I'm not worthy. I can't, I don't deserve this. I'm never going to get better. You see, depression is this situation is never going to get better. Condemnation is I'm never going to get better. You ever felt like that? Like I'm never going to change. I am never. The problem with condemnation is that condemnation hides. It hides really well. Oh, we'll be smiling on the outside and you'll, you'll see full functioning people. They're going to work. They're driving back. They'll be good. We'll be at home and it looks like everything's going well. But on the inside, there's a slow death. And on the inside, we're dying slowly because we keep messing up and we feel guilty. Now we feel condemned and I'm never going to get better. I'm always going to be this person. I'm always going to mess up. I'm always going to make the same mistakes. God can't use me. There is no hope for me. There is no future. Condemnation, it hides and it hides really well. In fact, I believe that there's a lot of believers, Christians, who love God, have a relationship with Jesus, yet have this overwhelming sense of condemnation. You understand grace, you think you got it, but you still can't get to this place of overcoming condemnation in your heart and in your... Why do we deal with condemnation? Well, I think number one, we, we deal with condemnation because of mistakes. We, we keep doing some mistakes over and over again. I, I go there once again. I do that once again. I'm not supposed to do. I'm not supposed to talk. I'm not supposed to see. And I keep messing up. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I feel so dumb. I can't believe I did this. I'm stupid. And all of a sudden there's this self-worth that goes down to the floor because of mistakes. Uh, I'm, I'm a failure. I keep messing up. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like that? Mistakes. Or number two, unrealistic expectations. Somebody put expectations in your life and said, you're supposed to be like this by this age. You're supposed to have this much. Maybe it was parents, a mom or a dad. Maybe it was people around you. Maybe you yourself, you put these expectations on your life. And now that you haven't met them, you feel like, whoa, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And so you're struggling with condemnation. I'm struggling with condemnation. You know what condemnation produces? It produces three things. I want to talk to you about three quick things that condemnation produces in our life. I want you to write these down because I really believe this is an important topic because condemnation will now produce a negative thought process in our mind. It distorts our view of ourselves, right? Number one, condemnation will now bring this sense of unforgiveness in our life. We can't forgive ourselves. There's no way. I can't forgive myself for what I've done. I can't forgive myself for what I keep doing. I keep going to the pita chips. I can't forgive myself. You ever felt like that? Unforgiveness, right? Condemnation will bring the sense of unforgiveness. I'm a failure. I keep going. I keep messing up. And so you judge yourself harshly. In fact, you're quicker to forgive somebody else than you are to forgive yourself. And so unforgiveness. The second thing that it does is that it leaves you unreceptive. You know about God's grace. You know about God's mercy. 
There's people trying to love you, trying to help you, but you feel like, I can't receive this. And so it closes the door of you to receive any grace, mercy, love, even forgiveness from God and others. It leaves you unreceptive. Condemnation leaves you unreceptive. Last but not least, number three, condemnation, it causes you to self-sabotage. I'm just going to destroy every good thing in my life. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this thing in my life. Somebody's watching today and you're self-sabotaging because you feel I'm, I'm guilty. I've done this too many times. Here I go again. How can God do anything good in my life? And so you start to destroy the good things around you and you grab the blessings of God and you self-sabotage them. I'm just going to mess up everything good in life. I'm, I'm just going to destroy whatever good things God has for my life. I can't do it. I'm not worthy. There's no way I can receive this blessing. There's no way I can live in this. And so you self-sabotage. That leads to self-loathing, self-hatred. And you can't love yourself. You can't take care of yourself because I'm not, not worthy. I'm not worthy. And so today you are messing up every good thing in your life. You're messing up every blessing. Are, are you there right now? Is that where you're at? Maybe you're watching today. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're in your bedroom, in your living room. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in your office. Maybe you're there with a few people and deep down inside you're like, that's where I'm at. I'm guilty. And I'm dealing with condemnation. There's no way that God can forgive me. There's no way that I can get over this thing. I'm not worthy. I, I'm worthless. There's nothing good that God has for me. Maybe that's where you're at today. And God's trying to reach you and God's trying to help you. But you're dealing with condemnation. I'm, I'm, I, got, I got this struggle in my mind. I can't get over this. I got nothing but bad thoughts about myself. Nothing good can come into my life. I want to tell you, if you're there today, there's a God who loves you. There's a God who has a plan and a purpose for your life. I want to tell you that you're not what you did. God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose, a hope and a future. God is totally in love with you. And I want to tell you today that your past does not define your future. It doesn't matter what you've done or how many times you've done it. There is grace for today and there's grace for tomorrow. And there's a big God who loves you. And there's a big God who's for you. And there's a big God that wants to pick you up and wants you to keep walking. You're not what you did. You're not what you've done. He loves you. Romans, Romans chapter 7. I, I love what Paul does here, right? This is the apostle Paul. Like this is... A general of the faith. This is a New Testament writer. This is a church planter. This is Paul, possibly after Jesus, the greatest Christian to ever live. Yet he gives us this window, this inside look into his personal life and into his personal struggle. Paul's like, I, I struggle too. Guys, I, I struggle too. I mess up as well. And in chapter 7, he says, well, sometimes I'm, I'm struggling, guys. I, I want to do good but, but I don't do what's good, and what I don't want to do, I end up doing as well. Guys, I struggle. And he says, it's the law of sin in my body versus the law of God in my spirit. The law of sin in my body, he says, it's in my members, it's in my body, it's the flesh. And I have this flesh that desires to do wrong, and it battles versus the law of God in my spirit that wants to do right. I have this battle going on within me. This goes all the way back. He's not talking about an act of sin. He's talking about the nature of sin in our flesh. This goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. Remember when they were in the garden, they were there hanging out butt naked. They were there hanging out. And all of a sudden, right, they go after sin. 
They go after sin and they fall and that's called the fall of humanity. And because they fell in humanity, now we became imperfect beings with this law of sin in our nature. Right? This is now even in our flesh. This is why our bodies decay. This is why we're open to disease. This is why our bodies now get ruined over some time because the law of sin has entered humanity. Right? Adam and Eve, they knew better, but they never did better. They knew better, but they didn't do better. Have you ever been there? You know better, but you don't do better. We can blame them, but we do the same thing. And so now Paul says, I have this, this law of sin in me, and it wars against the law of God in my spirit. I'm battling. I'm battling these things. I'm battling these things, right? And on a good day, I'll overcome the law of sin in my flesh. On a good day, I'll look at those pita chips and I'll say, not today, Satan, not today, and I'll overcome it. But on a bad day, on a bad day, I'm going all in. I'm going all in, and I, and I give in to this law of sin in my body. Now, now you're probably like, okay, this pita chips, huh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Pita chips. That's okay. Some things don't have big consequences, but, but other things we give into them. And now here we go. We go down this negative path in our life. We go down this negative path. I gave into this law of sin in my flesh that told me to call that person. I give into this negative uh, thing in my life, this negative thought pattern, and now it leads me into this emotional pain and darkness, discouragement and depression in my life. And now I become captive to these things. Paul says it leaves us captive. Somebody write captive. The law of sin leaves us captive. Are you captive today? Are you saying, I want to overcome this thing in my life? I want to do better. I want to be a son of God, a daughter of God. I want to overcome these addictions, these habits, these hangups. I want to overcome certain things, but I've been captive. The law of sin has held me captive. This is the problem. When you've been held captive for way too long, it now becomes trauma in your life. It now goes into stress disorders, anxieties, panic attacks. It now goes into clinical depression. It goes into different areas of our life that we can look back and say, whoa, the law of sin has me captive, has me captive. And there's different things that we can do to help ourselves physically. But what else can we do? What do I do with this war waging on the inside of me? I'm captive. I keep messing up. I'm captive. I keep going down the wrong path. And it leads me in condemnation. And I don't feel good about it. And I don't know if I can ever overcome. We end up like Paul in Romans chapter 7, verse 24, when he says, Oh, wretched man! that I am. Who can deliver me from this body of death, Paul says. How? How am I going to get out? What do we do? Right? Like, where do we go? What do we do with this problem? I, I keep feeling like I can't win. And then he says in the very next verse, but thanks be to God because of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise right there where you're at. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? But thanks be to God because he provided a solution. He gave an answer. And that answer is Jesus. Jesus is the perfect one. Jesus is the one who comes to help us, guide us, and lead us. Jesus came to give us an example. Not only one, not, not only an example, he also came to show us that you can have victory even when you feel defeated. You can have victory even when you're tempted. You you can have victory even when there's emotional pain, emotional health trauma, emotional pain in our life that leaves us feeling condemned. Jesus, look to him because he understands the pain. 
Look to Jesus because he was tried and tempted in every single way. Look what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. I want to tell you today, Jesus was tried, tested, and tempted in every single area of our life that leads us to these traumas, that leads us to these problems. Jesus was tried and tempted in every single area, down at the base of what now develops into our mental health challenges and illnesses. Jesus was tempted there. Jesus was tried. Jesus understands the pain. Jesus understands the struggle. I want you to listen to me today. Somebody needs to hear this today. Jesus, he understands the struggle. He knows what you're going through. And he loves you so, so much. And he doesn't want you to feel condemned. And he doesn't want you to get down hard on yourself. And he doesn't want you to stay down. He loves you. He loves you so much. And today's the day where you can begin again. And today's the day where you don't let condemnation ruin your life. And you don't let condemnation hold you down. It doesn't matter what challenges you have. Because of Jesus, you can get up again. Because of Jesus, you can have victory again. Jesus, he is the perfect one. Jesus, he is the one that we can look to, that he comprehends, he understands, he knows what points of weakness I have. He knows the feelings I have of emptiness. He knows the feelings I have in my physical body, in my spiritual, emotional, and mental body. He was tempted in every single way. He was tempted. The devil came and tempted him. Also on the cross, he felt all kind of loss, all kind of hurt, all kind of grief. And today the Bible says he is interceding at the Father's right hand for you and for me. He pray, he's praying for me and he's praying for you. Jesus, he's praying. What do we do? What do we do with condemnation? What do we do knowing that Jesus is praying for us, that Jesus understands? What do we do? I want to give you three quick things. And again, there's professionals that can help you. And, and I really think all of us should be in therapy at least some point in our life. And it's so good. But I'm just going to give you some quick handles that I hope can help you today. And it can be a starting point for you to begin to get some victory over your mind. Today, if you're feeling defeated, today, if you're feeling like I can't keep going, I want to tell you that just because you lost the battle does not mean you've lost the war. Come on, you got the victory in Jesus' name. You might have lost the battle, but you can get back up in the name of Jesus and you can have victory in your mind, victory in your soul, and victory in your spirit. Three things really quick and we'll wrap it up. Three things that can help us when it comes to our mental health. What do we do? What do we do with condemnation? Well, the first thing I think we need to practice is that we need to forgive ourselves. We need to forgive ourselves. Forgive yourself. It's so easy, I think, many times to forgive others. Well, I'll forgive this person for what they did to me. I'll forgive that person for how they treated me. But have you forgiven yourself? Have you, have you taken care of you? Have you loved on you? Are you still angry at yourself, mad at yourself? You'll forgive everybody else, but you're still upset at you. I think number one, you need to forgive yourselves. Remind yourself that you are human. Remind yourself that, that sometimes you will fail. Remind yourself that sometimes you will make poor choices. You are human. And again, you might have lost some battles, 
but you already won the war in Jesus. Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself today. God's compassion, it's amazing because he sent his son Jesus for you and for me. Jesus, his compassion, his love, his mercy, and his grace wants to come rushing into your soul, mind, body today and forgive you and pick you up. Have that same compassion on yourself. If God loves me and forgives me, I need to love me and forgive myself. Can you forgive yourself today? Paul, he's going through this struggle and he's saying, what do I do? I got the law of sin in my flesh and I got the law of God in my spirit. And I'm in this battle night and I do what I don't want to do. And what I don't want to do, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm in this mess. What do I do? And then he keeps writing this letter and he gets to Romans chapter eight, verse one. And he says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemns it in the flesh in order that the righteousness required of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who's not walking according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. There is no condemnation nation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Today, are you struggling? Are you not forgiving yourself? Listen, there is no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus. And if he doesn't condemn you, let yourself go and forgive yourself today. Number one, forgive yourself. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm not going to keep holding myself to this pain, to this hurt. I'm forgiving myself. There is no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus. Somebody needs to hear those words today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life, but you need to hear that. There is no condemnation. I don't know who's judged you. I don't know who's spoken a negative word over your life. I don't know if it was a pastor, a church, a leader, a friend, or a parent. But Jesus says there is no condemnation for those of us who are in him. He loves you. There's no condemnation. Forgive yourself. Number one, forgive yourself. Number two, own the truth. Own the truth. There's so much truth and lies that come into our mind, especially when we mess up and we give in. What are the lies that are coming in? I'm, I'm not going to own those. I'm going to realize what are the lies. And some of us, we know the truth, yet we still believe the lies. We've been walking with God for a season. We've already been walking with God for a year, two years, five years, 15 years. We know the truth, yet we still believe the lies of the enemy. That we're failures, that we'll never overcome. Stop believing the lies. See, the Bible says that we have an enemy of the soul. This is Satan. He is the enemy of the soul. And in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, he's called the accuser. He's called the accuser because this is what the enemy loves to do. He loves to accuse us of things that we've done. He will come and he'll keep reminding you of all the wrong things that you've done. He's the accuser. See, Satan's game is not so much temptation as it is accusation. And he'll come and he'll accuse you of every wrong you've done, every mistake you've done, every vow you've taken that you keep on breaking with God, and he'll accuse you. But every single time that the enemy reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Remind yourself of what God's word says about you and stand up and say, I'm going to own the truth. I'm going to own the truth. I'm going to own the truth. One preacher said this. He says, a believer who understands that his sin is great, but that the price has been paid is a powerful believer. Oh, it's been paid. It's been paid. I'm going to own the truth that I am forgiven in him. I'm going to deal with my sin by knowing how God has dealt with sin. I'm going to own the truth in my mind. We talked about this last time, but begin to journal, begin to journal. 
grab a book and write down those thoughts that keep bringing you down. What are those, those thoughts of condemnation? Write them down. And then look at verses that speak against what you're feeling and what's coming into your mind and say, wait, there's, there's God's truth here and I'm going to own this truth. I'm going to speak it out over my life. I'm going to write down verses that say who I am in him. And I'm really going to speak that out of my life. I'm not a failure. I'm not a mistake. And just because I've lost the battle, it does not disqualify me from being a son or a daughter of God. Just because I've messed up, doesn't mean that the game is over for me. Doesn't mean that I've lost my inheritance. Doesn't mean that I can no longer participate in God's goodness, God's grace, God's calling, and God's race for my life. The devil is a liar. Own the truth. You are a child of God. You are a man of God and a woman of God. Pick your head up. Don't let the devil shame you. You pick it up. There is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Own the truth. Look what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he'll forgive us of our sins, purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he'll forgive us from all unrighteousness. What a beautiful verse. He's faithful. He'll forgive you. He loves you. Own the truth. Own the truth. Speak that over your mind over and over again. Speak it out loud. I'm not. I'm not what I did. I'm not that mistake. I'm not that failure. I know I've done it a million times. I know I keep telling God I won't do it again. I know I, know I told God I won't go down this emotional path of pain again. I, I won't have an anxious breakdown again. I, I won't call that person again. I won't go there. I won't see that. And every single time we do, we feel condemned. On the truth today, you're loved. You're forgiven. You are his. Today, I really believe that God's grace and mercy wants to come over your life. Can you receive it? Forgive yourself. Stop remembering what he already forgave. And stop remembering what he already forgot. He loves you so, so much. Today, let's, let's practice these things. Forgive yourself own the truth, and third and finally, see it done. See it done. Me and Diana, we've been listening to this podcast by this incredible doctor, Anita Phillips, and check her out. She's an incredible woman of God and also psychologist. And she said how we, we as believers, we really don't use the cross. We, we misuse the cross or don't use it enough. We don't understand the cross. And, and when I read that, it, it got to me, and I'm, I'm like, wow, that is so true. We, don't, we look at the cross of Jesus, and we think about it once a year for Good Fridays, and then we forget about it for the rest of the year. And there we go, messing up. There we go, falling again. There I go to the pita chips again. There we go to that phone call. There we go to that place we're not supposed to, and we forget about the cross of Jesus. Can you look there and see that it's done? It's been dealt with? Every sin we've done, are doing, and will do. It's been dealt with at the cross. Today, are you sitting under the accusations of the enemy? Are you sitting under every word that's been spoken over your life that's negative, that's bad, that's toxic, and that's condemning? Let us sit underneath the cross of Jesus. Look up and see the sacrifice and the blood for our sins. And let it wash over you with grace and mercy. You are who he says you are.
God has already spoken. It is already done. It's already done. Maybe you're saying, Alex, but I'm struggling. I got these thoughts. I feel worthless. I feel defeated. Paul kept on writing. Go read Romans chapter 8, the entire chapter this week. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. When all these things are warring inside of you and you feel like you've been defeated, you feel like you can't let Romans chapter 8 verse 31 remind you when he says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on, if God is for you, who can be against you? And when the enemy comes to accuse you and come to lie to you and come to try to remind you of things that you've done, let Romans chapter 8, 33 and 34 tell you who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And if he doesn't condemn us, who is the accuser to condemn us? I love it. And remind yourself of the love at the cross. And he finishes chapter 8, verses 37 through 39. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the, God, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Jesus' name, nothing can separate you. No mistake, no failure, no shame, no sin, no condemnation. We're free in Jesus' name. We're free. We're free. It's already settled. It was settled at the cross. Look at the cross. It's already settled. Today, somebody, you needed this word. Today, God, God wanted to remind you, hey, it's, it's settled. It's done. It's finished. Get up. Keep going. You are free, forgiven. There's grace, mercy, and love for you. Today, if you're watching and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I feel far from God. Maybe you're watching this and you're saying, I'm, I'm there. I've got some mental health challenges. i got some issues in my life. Yes, I, I feel guilty and I don't know what to do. There's an answer for you today. If you feel like you're far from God and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I want to tell you, he loves you so, so much. The Bible says all of us are guilty. All of us have sinned. There's not one perfect person on this earth. None of us. Every single one of us, we've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sin, your sin, all of our flaws, all of our mistakes, all of our failures. And the Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and Jesus paid for our sin. Sin has a heavy price. The Bible says that the price of sin is death. And Jesus came and said, hey, you don't have to die for your sins. In fact, you can't die for your sins, but I'll pay the price for you. He was perfect, awesome. And he grabbed our sins. He went up on a cross. And he paid the ultimate price for my sin and for your sin. Jesus died there on that cross. The Bible says when he was dead, they put him down in a grave. He was in a grave for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. Jesus is alive. Somebody's watching me today. You need a relationship with God. You feel cold. You feel distant. You feel like you can't keep going the way you're going. You're trying to find an answer. You're trying to find hope. You're trying to find solution. You're trying to look for it in relationships, careers, money. Where, where do I get this hope, this peace, something that fills me? It's only found in Jesus. 
You're in the right place at the right time. Jesus loves you so, so much. Right there where you're at. If you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God, what do I do? The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. I'm going to say a simple prayer. Right there where you're at, if you're saying, I, I need this relationship with God, I want to start brand new. I need forgiveness for my sins. Today, I want to start brand new. I need that grace. I need that mercy. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Close your eyes if you can, wherever you're at, and just talk to God. Repeat after me. I'll make this first one simple for you, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, if you did that prayer with us, congratulations on the best decision of your life. You made the best decision, and that's to start a relationship with God. He loves you so, so much, and all of us are on a journey. None of us are perfect, but we're following him, and we want to help you. In fact, we want to send you a free Bible. If you made that decision, if you say, hey, I want to start a relationship with God, I need forgiveness. I'm, I'm starting new today. Let us know. Send a text. Send the word de uh, decided to 33222. Decided to 33222. And we're going to send you a free Bible. And the Bible has a lot of notes on the side to help you understand what you're reading and help you understand God. We want to send one your way today. We love you so much. And we're glad that you made that decision. And heaven is throwing a party for you. That's what the Bible says. Hey, the rest of us, come on, let's, let's work on realizing what the enemy is trying to do. Have you felt like he's tried to accuse you? I've been there. Have you felt like you can't keep going? You're a failure? I've been there. I've messed up too many times. I've done too much wrong. And maybe you're saying, Alex, but you have no idea what I've done. I don't. I don't. But what I do know is that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything we could do. He loves you today. He loves you. And there's no condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. Recognize the lies from the accuser. Own the truth today. Forgive yourself and see it done. It's finished. I'll pray for all of us and then I pray that we'll have the rest of the day be amazing and blessed. Thank you so much for being with us. Come on, why don't we pray today? If you, if you say, hey, I need that grace and I need that. If you can, why don't you lift up your hands right there where you're at. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed at Calvary. Thank you for forgiving us, God. Thank you, God, that even though we're at war with our flesh and there's a law of sin in, inside of us that sometimes will come and challenge us. And, and some of us today, God, we're saying we've lost some battles. We've lost some battles. We keep falling, God, and we don't know why, and we're tired, and, and God, we feel like there is no hope. We, we will never get better. Today, let the grace of God come and wash away every lie from the enemy. Let the grace of God come to strengthen us, help us. God, let your fresh wind come over our life. 
We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God, we speak hope. We speak life. We speak victory. We might have lost the battle, but we've never lost the war. We have victory in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now that people will stand up to their calling, to their destiny, to the future that you have for them, to the hope that there is in you. God, and I pray that a renewed sense of your goodness and your love, it's your love that leads us back to you. It's your goodness that leads us back to repentance. It's that mercy that draws us back to you. God, that we would recognize it and realize it. You're so good and you love us so, so much. We thank you, God. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that today's message helped you. I pray that at least it got you moving in some kind of direction in the right way. And we're here for you. We love you so much. Mastermind, healthy mind, healthy life. Last week, we we talked about insecurities. Today, condemnation. Are these things bringing you down? There's victory. There's hope in Jesus. There's also professionals and experts that want to help you. We want to point you in the right direction in any way possible. We love you. I believe that this week is going to be the best week of our life. Come on, draw closer to God. Let's do this together. We love you so, so much. We'll talk about it through our connect groups this week, and then we'll see you again next Sunday, Calvary Church Online. We love you. Take care. Have the best week. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I really hope that today's message helped you, encouraged you, and gave you the tools that you need to continue to take care of your mind. If today you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want you to do something. We want you to send a message with the word decided to 33222 because we would love to get you a Bible. It is a free gift from us to you as you start on this new journey, the best journey, the best decision you could have ever made. And for the rest of us, we love you so much. We're praying for you. We love you. We're so glad that you tune in every single Sunday and that you share with your family, with your friends. There's so many incredible stories about what God is doing through Calvary Church online. So have an amazing week. We love you and we'll see you next Sunday.